0: Hello and welcome to the Idealog podcast. I'm Ben Mack, digital editor of Idealog. In this edition, we speak with Marie Glading of the I Love Food Co., formerly known as I Love Pies. Well, first of all, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us, because, well, when we think of innovation, we don't always think of food, but it sounds like there's some incredible stuff going on with the I Love Food Co. Now, is that a new name that you have? Didn't you used to be known as I Love Pies, if I'm not mistaken?
1: Yes, that's correct. We used to be known as I Love Pies, and we still have the I Love Pies brand, Um, but we realized that there was a bigger opportunity to take all the great values um, that the brand represented and expand it out across into different categories, so hence, I Love Food Co., was born as a name for our company.
0: Very cool, so you've expanded beyond pies, because of course you used to be, I mean the pies were, everybody knew I love pies, people love them, people adore them, but you've expanded into a lot of other different things. What are those things you've expanded to and why was that decision made?
1: Yeah, so a year ago we launched I Love Baking, which is a range of biscuits. Uh, It really came from a point of our own personal dissatisfaction Um, myself and my business partner Jessie um, are mums (laughs) and we were really unhappy with the quality of biscuits that were on the market. We looked at the category and we were like, you know what? All these biscuits are for our mother's generation. They were the biscuits we grew up on and haven't really changed a lot. We're like, well, this generation of mums want different things. They have different understanding of nutrition. And we felt there was a real gap there, especially with um, so many mums working these days. You know, I love to bake for my kids, but I don't always have the time because I work. And we really wanted to create a product um, that was just like homemade, but slightly better for you uh, than what was currently available within the category.
0: Oh, wow. So we're talking like innovation in biscuits. That's something people don't think about all the time.
1: Yeah, I know. So um, we use butter, Um, a lot of biscuits. Don't contain butter, believe it or not. They contain things like palm oil and margarine. Uh, And as a company, we don't believe in using that as a fat source. We use whole grain oats. Uh, And what really makes the range really unique is that we use unrefined sugar and we take 20% of that sugar and we sweeten the cookies with date puree. That gives it that better for you positioning and a really lovely taste as well.
0: Oh, wow, that's incredible. That must have been a pretty pretty expensive, you know, so-called R&D process to get it just right.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Jessie's very clever. Jessie um, has a food technology background, and she came up with
0: the um, development of, of the cookies,
1: and yeah. Very cool. So Are that- that you have to
0: try them. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. Is that something that's available now in all the supermarkets throughout New Zealand, or is it like selected locations? Where can consumers...
1: Yeah, no, and we also export and that was another reason why we wanted to launch the biscuits uh, because pies are so hard to export (laughs) and we really wanted to find a ambient product uh, that also had universal appeal in export markets where pies are really only savory pies only eaten in certain markets around the world which makes it harder for us to expand.
0: Mm, Interesting and so we've expanded into biscuits. Is there anything else you're working on at the moment, expanding into in terms of more food products? Yeah, well, we're
1: definitely looking at different categories. We really want to take all those great values that we have in our brand, which is around real food, um, families, creating great convenient food for families that's real, um, and it's taking that into different categories. And it's been really great with I Love Baking to really prove that we were able to do that, uh, take pies, go into cookies, and who knows what's next. We are looking at lots of different uh, categories, so if there's anything you'd like, please let us know. Or for anyone who's listening to this podcast, please email us and let us know what you'd
0: like us to make. Very cool. It sounds fantastic. And looking at things maybe a little bit slightly on the other side of the proverbial coin, of course, you're very well known for your pies. I mean, a lot of listeners, when they think of I Love Food Co., they think of great pies, does that create, since you've had them out now for a few years, does that create a certain level of pressure to continue delivering that great quality of your pies? Um,
1: I wouldn't say pressure, but um, you know, our pies are still really important to us and we want to keep delivering innovative uh, new products for that segment. We have just launched a chickpea pea and spinach pie um, that's been really popular, and done really, really well. It's actually one of our top-selling pies now, so that's, that's been fantastic. Um, and we're also doing a limited-edition strategy where we're bringing out new pies every six months just to keep things fresh and exciting and new. Uh, our latest launch is a free-range chicken um, mushroom and bacon pie, and we did a collab with Meadows Moss Mushrooms on that. So. That's just been
0: launched in the last few weeks. Oh, very cool. And that's launched all throughout New Zealand? Yes, that's
1: throughout New Zealand
0: as well. Very cool. Well, that sounds pretty incredible. I mean, it's been certainly, it sounds like an interesting journey for you. It has. We've been in business 10 years now, so... Whoa. (laughs) Well, I was going to say then With 10 years in business, are, are you surprised that you've been... In business for 10 years and that it's become what it has since when you started?
1: Yeah, I never imagined that we would be as big as we are now. Um, 10 years ago when we started out at the farmer's market. But I mean, I really feel like if you don't keep growing as a business, then you're just undoing all the hard work you've done before you. Um, people want to be part of a growing business. Um, a growing business is showing that you're, you've got life and that you're innovative. Um, so yeah, it's just a really fun journey to go on.
0: Very cool. That sounds pretty fantastic then. And in terms of markets, I mean, you talk about how obviously with like the pies, for example, you focus on the New Zealand market. But with like the biscuits, for example, exporting overseas, what is the importance of exporting overseas for a business such as yours?
1: Yeah, I think because we offer a premium product, um, our, our brand isn't going to be accessible necessarily to everyone in New Zealand. Uh, so it's really important for us that if we wanna keep growing and keep expanding, then we, we do need to look at other markets outside of New Zealand. We've only got a population of four and a half million. Uh, yeah, so with the cookies, we were very much like it's an ambient product. It makes it a lot easier to export. Very little education needed around you know, what a biscuit is, unlike pies, where some people have never had pies before. Uh, and also with pies, you need an oven, where a lot of kitchens around the world don't have ovens. So we were like, let's look at the biscuit category. Another great thing is our biscuits have that high butter content, which, you know, New Zealand's known for really great butter. So
0: <laughs> Very <laughs> cool.
1: Markets too.
0: Well, you said something really interesting moments ago as well when talking about those biscuits, that it's almost like a new generation of consumers and a new generation of biscuits that you've created and that's something that well just for lack of a better term a lot of people don't think about innovation in biscuits but it sounds like what you were saying though that's an incredibly important thing we need to think about is changing changing tastes yes yeah i mean
1: a lot of the biscuits that are on the market now were launched when i was a child or before before i was even born and the only Thing that's really changed about them is they've got cheaper. You know they've replaced all the goodness and the quality and watered it down to get a, a sharper price point. And i know not a Shrewsbury or a, you know I, I don't I shouldn't really name any sort of brands, but the brands that I used to eat when I was a kid don't taste what they do today.
0: Mm. So it sounds like a little bit with what you're talking about because I can think of just for my life, for example, you think of like a biscuit that you make at home with your family and that's, I guess you could say like typically a more high quality product and at least I tend to think of them as a lot better than the the ones you'd buy like in a box or in a package from the supermarket, mm. for example. So it sounds like you're trying to recreate that sort of home cooking, you know, what you do at home and have that into a product that people can buy on the shelves? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, look, there, are, there are people who make a homemade type biscuit. Uh, but they're really, really expensive. Uh, and, you know, we've been able to make a, a quality product that tastes like it's homemade. But it's actually better than homemade because we use unrefined sugar and we sweet them with date puree, which is something that lots of people don't do at home. So
0: Very cool. Because you make all of your products are made right here in New Zealand too, aren't they?
1: Yes, definitely. All New Zealand made.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Well, could you maybe expand a little bit on the importance of making your products in New Zealand?
1: Well, I just think we've got such great quality ingredients. So with our pies, you know, we love to use the quality ingredients that we have in New Zealand. We use anchored beef. We use our free-range chicken, free-range eggs. Um, our pastry contains butter, where most commercial pastries don't contain butter. Again, something people are quite surprised at, and being able to have access to that great quality produce is great, and also as a business we think it's really important to, you know, um, as we grow, we like to help, um, you know, provide jobs, and help grow the the economy as well, so we want to keep production in in New Zealand, it's definitely one of our our key values.
0: Very cool. Well, it sounds like, in terms of, like, from a logistical side of things, too, if you're working with getting such as free-range chicken, for example, you mentioned the collab with the mushroom company for example if you're sourcing real new zealand butter for example it sounds like that involves a lot of working with suppliers and a lot of sort of moving parts to create a single product whether that's your pies or biscuits what are some of the challenges around having to source all these things and working with so many suppliers yeah i mean i
1: think we one of our strengths as a business is that we're really nimble and really quick. Um, Myself and Jesse's background is working at large FMCG corporates and we would be working on new product innovations that would take three or four years to launch Uh, and we can sometimes turn a product around in three to six months, which is really, really quick uh, compared to the rest of the industry. So we see that as our key strength over some of our larger competitors. So when we go and talk to a supermarket um, buyer or, or owner and they say to us, um, you know, we'd like a square pie, we we can just do it as opposed to spend a long time going through a lot of, I guess, red tape, etc., to get to the end. So um, I think the challenges are, you know, to launch products, you do have to be quite um, disciplined and you have to have um, checks along the way, you know, they talk about it like a, a, a gate process, um, our background is working at large SMCGs, a lot of people uh, within our company have that background too, so I think we, we take a lot of those disciplines that we learned at those big companies, uh, but we do things uh, a lot quicker and hopefully a lot more collaboratively with our, our customers, which is the supermarkets. Yeah.
0: Very cool, well 10 years on, is it still sort of a weird feeling when you go to the supermarket and you see your products on the shelves?
1: Oh, totally. I still get a, a total thrill about it. Um, I embarrass my, my children because I start merchandising, straightening up all the shelves and making sure the packets look <laughs> really good. But um, yeah, I still get a huge kick. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and I love it when I see someone and they just buy a pie and put it in their market trolley and I, I just want to give them the big hug and say, thank you. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's, it's
0: great. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, I mean, we've talked a little bit about all the changes that have happened in the past few years. What might the next, say, three to five years look like for I Love Food Co.?
1: Yeah, well, hopefully we're going to be in, um, we're in two major categories now with the pies and the cookies. Hopefully we'll be in another two or three. Um, lot more products. Uh, we're really working hard on our China um, export, uh, and so we'd like to see a bigger, Footprint within China, and yeah, just keep expanding, keep on growing, keep on making really great food for
0: family. That sounds awesome. Well, <laughs> also kind of something that we're quite into here at Idealog is sort of proverbial advice given. Whether that's looking back in time, whether that's advice for other entrepreneurs. If you had a couple tips out there for either say your younger self from a few years ago. For other people out there right now thinking of going into the food industry or just who simply want to innovate, what kind of business advice would you have? Um, I think
1: one thing is to really think really hard. What are you good at? What are the skills that you can bring to your business Um, and focus on that? And everything else, outsource as much as possible. Bring people in that are smarter than you, people who have skills in areas that you don't, um, especially in food. You know, if you're going to go up against the, the big guys, you have to really think, um, okay, maybe I need to get a salesperson who's got that experience. And if you can't afford to hire someone, then maybe, um, you know, do a bit of contra with someone who is really smart and they can help you out. Give them some product, get some advice, don't be scared to go and
0: ask people and bring people into your business that are smarter than you. Hmm. Sounds like we don't hear that one very often. That sounds like some great advice indeed.
1: (laughs) You don't hear that one
0: often? No, No. we don't usually. I mean, usually we'll get answers. People will say, Oh, you've just got to, you know, believe in yourself, find a solution to a problem, keep at it, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's awesome that you say that it's really important to find a really good team to, Work with because yeah. it sounds like you're a big believer in the in the oh, power exactly. of a team.
1: You're really got to think what, you know, like Jesse and I were very much like, okay, we make awesome products, and we love branding and marketing. Um, what are the things we're less good at, like sales and finance and operations and all those sorts of things? We bring people in who are really passionate about it, who are really good at it, people we can learn from, people who are going to add value to our business. Um, and at first, you feel like, oh my god you know, this is expensive, what am I doing? Because you do compromise what you're paying yourself. But in the long run, um, your business will go further quicker and, you know, ultimately I guess you're going to
0: make more money. So, yeah. Well, that sounds awesome. Well, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation. Is there anything else <laughs> you'd like to add or mention? Um, no,
1: I think, like, I think another thing is as far as advice just say we have a mantra internally that 80 percent was good enough I think so often we sit there and we like we want everything to be absolutely 100 percent perfect um, but actually you're better off just being a market and refining as you go Um, just because you've launched something doesn't mean that you can't change it along the way and learn Um, and I think it, it goes back to that whole being nimble and fast and quick and that's your advantage as a small business or as a startup so just you know stop overthinking everything and just get out there and know that there are levers and things you can shape and change as you go
0: cool sounds great well thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us it's been a absolute pleasure it's been a pleasure i mean sorry about that it's i love food co and available at supermarkets and fine fine establishments you were mentioning all over New Zealand. Yeah,
1: great. Great talking to you. Thank you for your time.
0: Yep, no problem. To hear more inspiring tales, be sure to check out Idealog on SoundCloud or subscribe via your favorite podcast app. Also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at idealog.co.nz.